If you live in Auckland and work for a tech company or a startup, we'd love to meet you on September 1st for a very special tech-focused power session where you'll join 15 other women in your industry to build leadership capabilities, overcome challenges, and make tangible progress towards your career goals. Find out more at hello at powersuit.com. Welcome to Power Up, the podcast that uncovers the unique challenges women leaders face today. Join your hosts, Nat and Kristen, as we dive into the tough topics and provide actionable insights you can apply right now. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Hello, thanks for listening. Today, we're looking at how to network like a pro and not hate it because in-person events are back. So Nat and I are here to make them all a little bit more bearable. And today you're in real luck because Kristen's an absolute master of this at the <laughs> at the Robert Walters and Power Suit event we had last week. I get great delight in watching you flit. Like, I think you literally spoke to every single person in the room. Is that right? I remember at the end you were like, oh, there's one person I haven't spoken to and you ran off again. <laughs> well, groupings. I view groupings. them as groupings that I have to break in to and knock off so we can talk about that a little bit more (laughs) one of your superpowers it's great well yeah I mean but for most of us networking can feel like work it is awkward I get it and it's like a muscle to be flexed so I've got some little tips there it's again is it full of egos or searching for common ground it can be pretty painful for me the risk is always what if I end up with a really boring group of people and I can't escape? There's all sorts of barriers. You can right? escape. We've got some tips on yeah. how to escape. Yeah. <laughs> but because in in person events are back, we we thought this would be really timely. And now I was looking, I was reading this HBR study on the weekend, and it was about there are two types of people when it comes to networking: promotion focused, and the others are prevention focused. So what they found with promotion focused people, that's what they named it, were that they networked because they wanted to and they approached the activity with excitement, curiosity and an open mind about what might happen. Whereas these prevention focused people saw it as a real drag, a necessary evil, felt it was really inauthentic and they engaged in it, but they did so less often and it really impacted their careers. Yeah, I can imagine because I suppose if you promote, uh, you approach it from that promotion focused point of view, you're going in with quite a different attitude. And I think it always, I'm always surprised by this, but it makes so much sense that people respond to the energy you're putting out. Mm. So I think quite often when people kind of have a view on the world that others are not to be trusted or all of those other things, it's because that's what they've put out into the world. So it makes total sense to me that if you go into networking, feeling resentful about it it's not going to work out as well for you yeah or or you have to be there if it's like a work thing or something but we're going to chat about why network why it matters to you in particular because many might be thinking don't need it at this point in my career not important but we're going to convince you otherwise and then the last is we're going to walk through an example because nat is networking this week so we'll probably walk through that why networking nat why do you network I actually probably network because I genuinely enjoy making connections. I think we have both made some really incredible friends literally just from networking. And while you can meet people in all sorts of different ways, meeting them through 
a shared professional interest is one of the coolest ways in my opinion so that's like a personal level I think obviously the more people you know and we've we've both seen this countless times the more people in your network the more opportunities seemingly land in your lap and so what might feel like a real grind to start if you haven't got a huge professional network suddenly becomes you just find there's all these different doors that are opening around you as you sort of invest in building that network yeah one of the leadership tools and we did a podcast on this some time ago about building your personal board of directors and surrounding yourself with people that lift you up that develop and grow you But part of that was actually being surrounded by people and in a peer group as well, which was one of them, where you can talk about work. And a study found that men get together on the golf course and more deals are struck on the golf course than anywhere else (laughs) with 70% of CEOs as part of this Fortune 1000. So the 1000 kind of top biggest companies in the US, which of course, they will be mostly white men. And they were saying that most of their deals have been struck on golf courses. Mm. And with women, we've largely been excluded from the old boys network in these places. But adding to that, when we get together, we often don't talk about work. We might talk about the work-life balance or the juggle. And while that's really great, we haven't normalized talking about work. And yeah. so in a way, network networking which is maybe why people hate it is because you are talking about work and maybe that's boring. I don't oh, know. I don't know. Every time mm. I've, I've witnessed women talking about work and, and talking about investing as well, we seem to intersperse it with all sorts of other things that we find really enjoyable anyway. I think we might have a, a perception or a myth around boring work chat versus actually most of us find it pretty interesting. Yeah. And I tend to find with the people I talk to a lot about work, I learn so much and it's not necessarily my area. Like I have a really good friend who is a head of people for a startup and I learned so much from her about the inner workings of the legalities of hiring and restructures and uh, coaching people and all of that sort of stuff that I don't need to be directly involved in to get a lot of benefit from. So I think we can sometimes underestimate the interest level of some of these topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Now, the purpose of networking is to solicit favors for others and to help others in return, which we're probably quite good at helping we as in women and generally we love the give back and generosity and helping others but i wonder if there is a little bit of hesitancy around asking for help well actually i know there is because (laughs) we often talk about this with women who think they have to do it all themselves and somehow we've been socially conditioned to do that particularly in western societies so this idea of going to now a bunch of people that you don't know, second, third tier connections and soliciting favors probably isn't all that compelling. Mm. But I don't know, Nat, if I were to ask you who your support network is, who is it and why? Some very close friends. Yeah. And then some more distant friends. And when was the last time you asked for help? Oh, I ask for help all the time. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, I think because I remember years ago learning the thing that most of us really get a kick out of giving help. We we see it as a gift we can give to the people we love. Yeah, yeah. But then when we reverse it, we don't give offer that opportunity to the people around us. So as soon as I flipped the script and went, actually, there are people who would love to help. And also actually not asking for help can make their lives more stressful because they have to deal with all the consequences of a really stressed out person. But also most of the time people know when you're struggling with something. So when you don't ask for help, they're now in a position they have to second guess everything and try and figure out what you need and all that sort of stuff. So the easiest thing you can do is just ask them for what you need. 
solves a lot of everyone else's problems yeah. as well. Well, in networking, I think it's just building that professional support network. So just like you ask for help in all facets of your life, there's no reason why we shouldn't be asking for help professionally as well. Yes. And this is something men are really good at. They view it as, ooh, this is a sales opportunity or a job opportunity, or let's trade tips or let's learn something. And we can grow that way as well. And it's actually okay to reach out to a professional network, which we've done on a number of occasions, particularly starting a new venture and ask for some favors, which we're, I so agree. And I think, I mean, a great example from me at the moment, and I'm sure I'm jumping ahead, but we are heading over to the US in September and I am traveling on to New York for a week at the end. And I'm just desperate to meet different people. And I I don't know what it's like to be a professional woman in New York. And I know there's a lot of companies that have complimentary audiences to PowerSuit. So I'm reaching out to my network through LinkedIn who are reaching out to their network. And there's been a total uh, split in responses. And I want to read out this one because I think it's really funny. Hi, Natalie. No one is coming. This is someone who is tagged. Hi, Natalie. No one is coming top of mind, but wishing you a fruitful and fun trip. Aww. Well, I kind of look at that and go, what a brush off when your connection has connected you with someone to to connect Oh, them. so you were explicitly connected to that yes. person. It yeah. wasn't just a friendly, um, cheering you on, go you. No, no. They were tagged as someone who could help me <sighs> okay, connect that's a with people off. on the ground. So it was a total fob off. The flip side of that is another person who just uh, messaged me exactly the same. It was a connection connecting with them saying, I host this meetup in New York. We do it every month. Firstly, I'd love you to come along. And secondly, I'd love you to speak at it. So you have this whole spectrum of responses when you use your network. And I'm sure we both feel this. It is the thing with the muscle, like flexing the muscle is the more you do it. Let's say you reach out to three people and one of them doesn't reply or one of them fobs you off. Oh, that hurts. When you do it a hundred times and you get 10 people fobbing you off, you're sort of like, meh, I don't really care. Like mm. it's it's an odd thing that you start to, as you grow the number of times you do it, each thing feels less impactful. But the good ones are really impactful because they're always a great opportunity. Do you know what's so interesting is that example that you gave, going back to this two-sided purpose of networking being you can ask for favors and you can help others that a concept of reciprocity and that's exactly what happened with that new york example you talked about with the someone inviting you because they were like "Ooh, this person i would love to introduce them to my network secondly do you want to come speak at my event that i'm holding and there's this real sense of we can help one another and how you know, fortuitous and how lucky this is happening at this point. And it could be that people that are closed off don't find or see value in what you're doing or how eventually you might help them. Therefore, they're not Mm. willing to extend that that giving which or they could just be really busy yeah. i feel like that's the thing true, too true. and i think true, true. the great thing about networking is it's I, I like what you uh you said earlier about i think before we started recording about investing and to me networking is like that that it's not that is a great example of an immediate re- reciprocity mm, mm, mm. <laughs> i can't pronounce that word mm. and wonderful but mo- most of the time it's more you do someone a favor they may in the next year or two you might be top of mind when there's a good opportunity so it's not a one for one and it doesn't have to be it's just kind of putting good karma out into the world almost and getting it back yes yes no i love that we've got a few examples of how we used networking to build our last business and how we're building our current business and the first was 
hiring. And this has probably maybe laid the groundwork in the past for exclusive and or exclusionary hiring practices, but it still is kind of the way the world works. When you need a new person or you have a gap in your business, you immediately think to those that you've met, that you know, that you've come across, that have reached out and go, I'd really love to work with you one day. That's where your brain goes in terms of hiring. So that networking really helped us almost de-risk the hiring process. Um, I agree. And what's that stat? Is that 70% of jobs are filled outside official channels? So this is a really big one. Like it or not, this is a really big one. And I do think one thing women can do is take networking off the golf course, unless you love golfing, and into all sorts of different things. Because that is, I, I think it's completely understandable. And I felt this before. When you are about to sign someone, especially in New Zealand, where once you have signed on the dotted line, you very much are stuck together until yeah. the employee would like to leave. So you really want to make sure that they're a great fit for your organization. One of the simplest ways of doing that is someone you already know and work with in your organization who you think is amazing and know that they have skin in the game of also finding amazing people. So it totally makes sense that's why we do it. But what we can do to take out some of that bias is to really make sure we're beefing up our own networks and we're using them and we're not just leaving it to those who are far more maybe proficient at networking and used to behaving like this. Like this is an opportunity for us to make a change. Absolutely. And so we have used it for hiring, but also job hunting as well. Even if you're not looking for something right now, or let's take it outside of job hunting, opportunities that could be new clients, it could be new projects or work. That idea of putting yourself out there and chatting to people about who you are and building personal brand, which is what this week's newsletter is about, is about getting on people's radars and connecting with them and having you be top of their mind should something come up that always pays back um, in terms of if you're just going one day when you need something and you're putting yourself out there cold, it's a much harder mountain to climb. You're better Mm -hmm. just to start to build those networks now. I so agree. I think it's uh, something that you have to invest in over time and a really simple action there is make it monthly, make it weekly, whatever you've got and whatever spare time you've got, make a point of reaching out to one person in your network with a favor or a bit of information that they might find interesting or whatever it is once a week or once a month and just keep those connections going or make a point of adding another one every week or month and how might you do that go out to an event or contact people on LinkedIn or whatever it is and just make it a habit rather Mm. than a oh my goodness now I need something or I'm looking for a job I have to quickly start networking that's gonna be the fastest way to make you hate it I think because it's gonna feel so contrived yeah I mean you could start with learning would be a good example and we've tapped into our network when we want to shortcut our learning when we're like oh that person's just an expert let's just buy them a drink or go have breakfast or have a coffee or have a quick video chat on that I used uh, we did a talk last week for shift fantastic did a bit of a speaking gig um, and talked a little bit about this example of when we wanted to learn about crypto a few years ago we were (laughs) like oh my goodness crypto and the blockchain (laughs) tough to get our heads wrapped around let's just go have a, a coffee with someone that would be a great opportunity to go out with purpose to chat to someone and say I'd love to learn a little bit more about this I so agree and I think even if you take it down to your job level most jobs these days have quite different roles in different organizations so if you're in a product role if you're in an operational role if you're in a marketing role 
you or customer success role in different organizations they look quite different mm. so regardless of what job you're doing or what job you might be interested in doing reach out to people who are doing something in that area and have a chat about how they go about it what are the new tools they know all of that sort of stuff people love to share the things that they're doing really well and what they've rolled out but but with selling as well and research for power suit we're really you know, flexed in our network of all of our social capital that we built up over the last few years. And it was everything from, hey, do you want to have a conversation about what are the challenges you're having or what's worked with for you on your leadership journey, right the way through to, hey, we're running these power sessions. Do you want to put one of your women emerging leaders in your organization on the power session? So we really tapped into these relationships that we'd built over the years and are using them now as as part of growing this business. Well, I mean, even, and I think we can talk so broadly here across all channels. There are a couple of people I follow and who follow me on Instagram Mm. from way back when I was trying to be an influencer in the finance <laughs> Would have been trying to and be And we've just kind of commented and liked each other's posts. We've never met, all that sort of stuff. And then they've recently reached out to say, hey, I work at this organization. I think PowerSuit would be a great fit. So that was just totally random Instagram relationship mm. because we connected over a shared interest. So I think that's a great example of you never know where things are going to go. And I think we often talk quite a lot about having a clear ask when you are reaching out to people. But I think we have to caveat that with you, your clear ask, and I've had this a lot recently with coaches and with finance people is, hey, can we just get together for 30 minutes and see if there's anything worth pursuing between us? Like, is there an opportunity to collaborate on something or I'd like to pick your brains on something? It doesn't have to be that first reach out doesn't have to be so cutthroaty. Like, I have three items on my agenda that I'd like. You can actually just say, I'm curious about this. Can we have a quick catch up about it? Yeah, yeah. Love it, love it. And you are an influencer, Nat. Don't worry. Thank you. And also, those <laughs> reach outs don't have to be in person either. You can actually just keep commenting on each other's posts. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a really easy way, a low barrier way to network. Yeah, love it. Now, why it matters to you is our second point, because we've talked about in our experience and hopefully what you learned from that is very much like investing we're putting away kind of money for today for our future selves so that we can go and um, have more options and freedom in the future networking is the same thing if you're thinking i don't need it at this point in my career i don't actually need help right now one day you will one day you could find yourself needing a new client to boost sales you could find yourself in a position where there's a restructure in your business like and it is now it's investing in your future self today by building some of these networking connections and it pays off and we're finding that with power suit i so agree and i also think all of us have goals and whether or not they're super defined or not at any particular point like we have a good friend Andrea who was part of a startup and her goal was to do stand-up and so she used her network to find an opportunity to do a stand-up gig and that's quite an extreme example she was incredibly brave and bold to do that but most people I know are working on something or they're interested in something and really just going building your community around that thing is Mm. such a valuable valuable thing to do yeah 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 that is a very brave thing to do (laughs) and 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 you know what people genuinely want to help yes and so there is this real fear that I don't want to put myself out there because I'm going to be hurt or I'm going to feel embarrassed or I'm going to fail or whatever but people genuinely are kind and want to help you're right in that if there is a no it could be they're simply too busy yeah yeah 
But it's nothing most, to do with you often. It's exactly. Fine. Yeah. But most do want to help and most are willing uh, to connect or to, you know, recognizing that in the spirit of reciprocity again, there probably will be a payback for them one day as well. It's kind of how the world yeah. works. Well, and I, I remember hearing years and years ago, this idea of people like to work with people they like. And I think when we talk about business, we sometimes can go, oh, we have to be all professional and we have to do this and it's business to business and whatever else. But actually at the end of the day, it's I want to work with people I want to work with. And I think as much as we say you may not feel like you need any help at the moment, the flip side of networking is the opportunities. And you don't even know what those opportunities look like most of the time. And having this wider network means you just have this much broader array of things landing in your lap. Like a good friend of mine, we often promote each other for podcasts because we both really like what each other has to say. So if I get on one and they're asking for someone else, I'll be like, hey, um, this friend's also really good. You don't, she wouldn't actively be pursuing that or seeking that. It's just that opportunity cropped up and she was top of mind. So mm. I think it's, we can trick ourselves into thinking we don't need help right now, but what we're missing out on is all these things that may be landing in our laps that are just not, and you will never know what they are. So mm. it's so worth it wherever you're at. Yeah. And don't make it bigger than it is again because it's like oh my goodness does that mean I need to start like getting to know everyone and collecting business cards and everything it's with women in particular I saw another study that showed that without a doubt women who network have had greater career advancement and career satisfaction by networking because they can tap into those networks that shortcut learning or can supercharge their careers but one part of this research was that quality over quantity is actually okay and mm. it's okay to have a smaller circle of deeper more, more meaningful relationships because I can think of a couple off the top of our head Jenny who's our unofficial power suit advisor and then Rhiannon who is um, an ex-CEO fantastic woman that we know and we often tap into them when we just need a little bit of a boost and we've built quite deep relationships with them they're both of them are very well connected. And so it's, I'm, I guess I'm using them as an example to say, we continue to nurture those relationships and have this kind of favor, this reciprocity favor kind of give back relationship with them. And it's okay to have a fewer amount of them than to know like have 10,000 that you need on your, you know, LinkedIn or a million business cards from an event. I love that because I think it comes back to that authenticity. And I think that's probably more my style. Like mm. I'm not a natural networker. I didn't come from a family who got kicks out of going to events. And like, I don't think any, I'm the most extroverted person in my family by far. Mm. So mm. Sometimes, though, you, you make a connection that you go, I really like you and I really admire you and respect you and I want to pursue this. Yes. And that's And I feel like I end up surrounded by, you're right, probably if I really stretch maybe 20 people who I really call on regularly yes. for a lot of things and then a huge wide expanse of people who I really like and who I will connect with every now and again. But I, I'm not someone who would flit around a, uh, an event because I it's just I find it exhausting yeah. but I will push myself this is my work on rather than staying with the people I know I now push myself to go and connect with three different groups yeah. or four different groups whatever the number I set myself a target and just tick that off that night yeah. and 
it's always much better than I expect and I always meet incredible people and it's never boring but I have to force myself to each time yeah no that's great I love it which leads us to the third point of this podcast and let's just walk through an example so hopefully we've proven you know why networking is really important men are doing it women need to do it secondly why it's important to you just think of investing in future you and all of the studies that show that we are having more satisfying careers as a result and growing as people so let's walk through an example uh, the other night you talked about that the flitting around <laughs> and I because yeah. that's why you look like you're like ding ding ding, ding. I know <laughs> I am ding 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 because a few of these events I just feel like it's a great opportunity number one to share power suit but number two to seek those meaningful connections Mm. and is there someone out there that I don't know that I can deeply connect with and so that's my little flooding and I know within a few minutes when I go and approach a group how are you how do you enjoy the speakers was my first question and we had a little chat and oh it wasn't so and so amazing and wasn't that a fantastic panel discussion and then we would find I would quickly try and find commonalities like oh what is it you know what where did you come from today did you have work did you not which invariably leads to work and then we chat about that sometimes it's seeking if we have uh, known shared connections because that's really helpful for example one of the groups that I went and chatted to she said oh this incredible woman I know has started a startup and she's off to the states and I said oh that's funny Nat and I are off to the states and it turns out one of her friends is going to the states with us Mariana Larry and I'm like wonderful and so we already have this little deeper connection as a result and we, sh- we chatted about teenagers uh, she was one of the more meaningful conversations I had that evening made sure I connected on LinkedIn and now I kind of feel like I don't know, um, it's just kind of broadened my network a little bit. She's in the government space, which I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. I don't know that many people in that space. I love that. Mm. I think that's such a great example as well. How do you get out of it if you are there and you're thinking, oh, we just don't really have a lot in common because I hate, for the record, I hate it, and we laugh about this, when you're at an event and you're talking to someone and they're looking over your shoulder desperately trying to find the other people just talk to or to make sure that they're talking to the right person and it just makes you feel so small that's so rude so yeah I think it's really rude but how do you professionally and politely extract yourself from situations I used a few tools the other night because I knew again right away when you get with a group you know if you're going to connect with them or not and uh, my two motivations right now are to tell people about power suit and to see if there's any kind of mutual connection and and um, I don't know worthwhile kind of investing in building a relationship or not and I probably got a sense very quickly early on in the conversation so one of the ways I extracted myself was um, I hope you have a really great evening I'm just going to pop and grab a drink enjoy the rest of the night Mm. and so extracting myself to do that another is actually was just to say really nice chatting have a great night and that was also take like just keep it short and sharp I love that because it's often at a and I'm using quotations networking event this was an event where we hosted a panel discussion and then after the panel discussion there's probably about an hour where the drinks were flowing and the food was coming around so I think the expectation there is that people move around a bit and I at the end of that night by the way we were talking to two incredible women who worked in cyber security and we ended up going out for dinner with them and I just think that would never have happened had we not one of them had just landed from Australia and she's brand new in town and so we're like 
come join us and mm. and we may never see each other again but we had a really great fun night and got to know someone new and it was really positive but yes I agree I think at those times you can just say it was lovely to meet you I should probably go meet some other people yes or whatever that else feels really is. normal and when you yeah. are networking I think that's an okay thing to say but it can be scary approaching a group what have you what tactics have you used well I'm using your one now the may I join you Aww. or I'll just say hey I'm just busting in in my language <laughs> <laughs> and it works a treat every yeah. time because people turn around and they're really stoked that someone's just shoulder tapped them to have a chat. And yes, you can come across some shy people and some introverts and some people who aren't necessarily super stoked about having. I'm not going to say they're not happy about it. They're just not overtly as excited about it. Again, you can still have a great chat, ask a couple of questions. And then if the conversation's not flowing, you're allowed to leave. 100%. I and haven't I... actually really had that recently, though. Normally I find... People who uh, turn up, turn up with their A game on and they will ask a couple of questions back and have a nice chat. Yeah, yeah. I love the, can I just bust in or may I join you? Because humans aren't jerks. If they are, then forget it. You can walk away. And then you also mentioned ask a few questions. That's key because you're looking for commonalities. It can be related to work. It can be related to interests like travel or um, sport or hobbies children, like whatever that is, you're kind of looking for those commonalities to have a deeper conversation. Um, and then you let the conversation flow from there. So really, first of all, permission, people aren't jerks, they'll let you into their little circle, but curiosity, asking a few questions will usually have get the conversation flowing and you'll usually find something to talk about. I agree. I think there's mm. two additions I'd like to make there. Yes. First one is, I really don't like the whole, so what do you do question. I feel like it's quite a, it's not a yes, no question, but it kind of is not an expansionary question. Yeah. So I feel like there are other options. So I think we should, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of your sort of actual questions because I think Great. people would like to note them down. But the second point I was just thinking, as you said that, is this is where your elevator pitch comes in. This is where you can absolutely should have brushed up on a, hey, I'm Nat, I'm here for this. I'm really curious about this, whatever it is. So you've got those, even if you've broken it up, so you've got some really clear answers to some of the questions that might come at you. Yeah, um, love that. Love that you've inserted the elevator pitch. I'll make sure I put it in the notes for this show. In terms of some of the questions that I've asked, I usually will um well quite often it could be complimenting someone on what they're wearing oh i love that yeah yeah there's always so many fabulous oh it could be people. earrings i've reached to, i i physically touched someone i said i love these earrings are those wooden and where did you get them and then we spoke about an artist and then that kind of does lead to work and now i am north american so that is the first question that you are asked is where do you work i get it it is like boring i often find rather than what you do where you work can be kind of interesting. Yes. And I did use that the other night because once people said that, I immediately can go, oh my gosh, what an interesting organization. Or, oh, do you know so-and-so? So maybe it's less around the human and more around like, why do you choose to work there? And tell me a bit more about it. And what's the, yeah, I, I don't know. Is it one step up or something? But I quite often use that one. I like it because I think what you're trying to do is just settle on a question that opens up more questions yeah. or more opportunities. Whereas, yeah, I just think it's that, what do you do? And someone goes, I'm an accountant. And you're like, oh, great. I mean, I suppose the second thing is how, what it got you into it? Or yeah, what's your favorite but part it, of the job? It's or... possibly quite status, isn't it? Like, I get it. What do you do? Like, yeah. Pro it's probably quite status. So I forget it. I think it, it. kind of ties mm. in with that whole looking over your shoulder of yeah. like 
what do you do? And then if you notice them getting disinterested, you're like, oops, I wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> and I just don't, it feels like not a great, yeah, interaction. Yeah. Love it. Great. Well, hopefully we've given you some great questions and some tips for your next event. Make sure that you do do a LinkedIn follow-up. Just connect with the people yeah. that you connected with because that's the easiest way to keep in touch with them in the future. And then when you, um, you might reach out and say, it's really lovely to meet you. Look forward to staying in touch. So when you go back and LinkedIn outreach them, which we've done another uh, podcast on this, I'll put that in as well. You can give a little bit of context. Remember we met at this event and blah, blah, blah. And then finally, just if you are an introvert, bring someone along, along with you. You can bring someone to an event with you. If you can just connect somehow with two to three new people, then you've done your goal. You can relax and just enjoy the evening, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah so and don't make it too big. for those of us who are good at networking or who have done it a bit, the other thing I tend to really do, you know that U-shape, the horseshoe, not a circle, mm. really try and create groups that have an open spot for someone to come and join, that, oh, like the flip nice. side. And also I tend to find if I notice someone standing alone, because it can, you can get trapped in there, to outwardly say, hey, um, come on in, or whatever it is to bring them in, because I think that can create a really positive positive experience that makes networking feel a little bit easier love that and then you've made one of your three connections right then and there yeah. by inviting them in yeah yeah no I love it and everyone's felt that awkward if you see someone standing alone just go and have a chat with them because gosh we've all been there haven't we yeah um, yeah well hopefully everyone enjoyed the why to network and that is indeed for you and we gave you a few, few examples get out to the next event and try some of them out and let us know how it went hit subscribe on the podcast give us five stars we'd love to be in more people's ears and hit powersuit.com up to subscribe to our newsletter and we'll catch you soon bye bye